Hi, and welcome to Car Audio Talk. I'm Dean. And I'm Fernando. And this is the podcast. On today's podcast, Fernando picked the topic. What's the topic, Fernando? The topic is um, dash kits. Dash kits. Yes. Okay, well, there are certainly a lot of dash kits out there. What specifically don't you like about dash kits? The day doesn't fit in the radios or actually doesn't fit in the car. When you're trying to mount the radio and go to the car, it doesn't fit. I mean, so you're thinking poor design. Yes, definitely it's gonna be like a poor, poor design uh, from the manufacturer. What's your examples? Give me some examples. Uh, perfect example, like the Mazda 3. That we just did two of the yes, other day. Yes, yeah. Uh, it was a terrible. Oh, it's only two screws on the top and kind of like two clips. That don't ever they clip. They don't ever clip. And if you put like a heavy radio, like let's say a seven-inch radio, uh, they just fall. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, too, because we did two that day, and we Mm -hmm. did two different dash kits from two totally different manufacturers, and both kits were terrible. I don't know what they were thinking. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I get it. Um, You know, and then you have dash kits that don't fit the car in general, like their gaps or the paint is off. Correct. I'm okay with the paint being maybe a shade off because, you know, these kits are, are, you know, sun's going to fade the factory. Um brushed aluminum you might not be able to get it perfect right but then the radio itself has gaps huge gaps around it yeah because they want to make a kit that fits everything yeah you know shallow radios radios that motorize radios that have switches on the bottom so i mean but you know what what do you do i don't know i make a better kit well i mean okay so we've talked about plenty of kits on the show like we use best kits which makes a lot of good kits i mean they're not perfect by any stretch of imagination uh and they make a tighter kit meaning it goes around the radio pretty tight Uh and what we have to do in some cases is sand the kit down correct for like a 4200 where it has the release switch on the bottom Uh now same kit in a metra it's got a huge gap it's got like a a 16th inch gap on top and bottom so you don't have to to do it for that no. radio but it looks like crap with every other radio correct so is that is that part of your uh yeah i know i mean definitely some of the dash kit that we use is really nice you know they fit nice perfect done but some of the other dash kits they are like just not work like at all well you know it's really expensive to tool up to make a dash kit. Really? Yeah, it's it's really expensive. Now, I mean, granted, nowadays we have 3D printing, so the manufacturers can make a mock-up of a dash kit, but you still have to have it tool a, a tool and die made for the dash kit, you know? So it's not cheap. Okay, but I'm, I'm guessing it's not that expensive like it was before. It might not be. But, I mean, let's say, you know, the kits cost a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. but they, and then they have to turn around and sell the kit for between, well, most kits are going, you know, if it's just a basic kit, could be anywhere between, let's say, 10 to $15 up to some of the new kits that are $100, $150. Correct. Because they have to pay, they have to hope to sell enough kits to pay for the mold and also make a profit. Yeah. You know, something like the, the giant GM kits that take you from a din and a half to a double din. Oh, yeah. Um, 
you know, that kit's expensive. That's like a hundred fifty-three, or no, it's not hundred fifty. That's really expensive kit. I don't yes. know. I don't know how much is that, but yes, it's it expensive. So the reason why that kit is so expensive, though, is because the mold was expensive, uh-huh. and the trucks are getting older. So okay. how many of them are they going to sell? Right. So they have to roll that into the cost of actually making the kit. Yeah. Now, I'm with you. They could have done a better job on that one because the kit doesn't snap in all that well. No. You really have to work with it now, to get it to work, whereas the factory one always snaps on it. Yes. Yeah. Now, you you make the effort and to make that dash kit, big dash kit, huge, and then you make it black. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's what we have. You know, I mean, make it great. Tan. Tan. Right. You know, like most of those trucks or cars, they have those two colors, you know, charge a little bit more, but match the original car. Um, I don't know, you know, make it black and paint it yourself, I guess. Well, I mean, a lot of places do offer the ability to paint it, but then you're using, you know, vinyl dye, which doesn't always stick to this plastic all that well Correct. i mean even 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 general motors has a hard time getting it to stick to their dash kits yeah and that's factory so um i don't know i don't i don't know if there's if there's an answer for that uh that that makes everyone happy uh no definitely the installers they're not happy well i mean then case in point they just redesigned the um they just redesigned the 6501, which is the general, or which, I'm sorry, which is the Chrysler kit. Mm-hmm. Because everyone was complaining how the shell mount radios don't fit in that. They went through the effort of actually redesigning the kit because, there again, it was probably a, a fairly easy or more affordable kit to redesign. And it still, it looks terrible. Yes. There's like an eighth inch gap now between the between the edge of the radio and the edge of the kit. Mm-hmm. So it's just just terrible kit. So, see, like, that's why I picked this, because, like, the Mazdas yesterday. Yeah. The Mazda yesterday, some so. of the dash kits, I don't know if you remember, I don't remember which one, but they have, like, a hook, like a S-bend. Okay. You know? Those, those kind of dash kits, they're actually nice, because you have to, like... Put it up and kind of down and just slide it in. Right. So that actually locks okay. the, the, the radio. And it's a factory radio. And I think they make something like that already, like aftermarket. I don't remember. Oh, hey, GoPro. Yep. Go ahead. I don't remember what, what dash kit it is, but we already installed that. Well, that's the problem is that, I mean, nowadays we spend more time hunting for dash kits then you know it's like trying to find a good dash kit yeah and you you carry like you see the competitor and the other one you you carry like three different dash kits some right. some people say you know if you did dash kit does if it, this dash kit doesn't work grab another one well the other one it's it's the same you know it's not gonna change they are in the they print the same thing. So what is going to be the difference? Yeah, it's like they copied the same crappy dash Exactly. Kit. Yeah, so that Metro dash kit for the truck, the DP3002B, is, mm-hmm. is 
Yeah, it's about 140 to 160 bucks. Right. So that that cost has to reflect through. They're hoping that they're going to sell enough of those to offset how expensive that dash kit is. I'm just wondering, like, how much. That's the biggest dash kit they ever built. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're getting bigger now. Well, I mean, right now the turbo kits and all that stuff. Well, those are expensive. Okay, so let's talk about expensive kits. So Pac just made a Chevy Malibu kit Mm -hmm. for a car that Metro has actually made that kit two or three times. I think it's Kolsch. And and it never sold. They went and bought a car, made the kit under the hopes that they're going to sell. That was a waste of money. They bought the car? Yeah, they bought mm-hmm. the car. Well, because it was cheaper to buy the car. I mean, you're gonna have to do the research on it. You might as well just. I mean, you can pick up the car for twenty five hundred bucks, three thousand bucks, you know, and then you're just gonna sell it when you're done because you don't need it anymore. Yeah. They did the same with the Honda Accord kit that they mm-hmm. made. Like you said, the Honda Accord kit. Why make this kit? What did we need that kit? Did we need another digital replacement for the Honda Accord? Mm. Now we have a brand new Honda Accord that yeah. no, that they make a crappy kit for. Why not put the effort into that? Exactly. No. Now there again to be, it's a learning curve for them though, because they have to build it in order to learn what Honda's. You know, it's like yeah. a stepping stone. No, I I understand. So Pack has always been behind the game when it comes to making smart kits they yes. they haven't been as good at it as scope that's what i'm saying metra. like look metra metra they have like this these people like working and find out well, they have tons what, of kits exactly they don't necessarily they have a lot of harnesses too i'm not i'm not blame or i'm not saying well, they're always they, first they, to market too yeah so why you know i mean they got more and people their kits usually stay <laughs> They might have more people. I don't know. I mean, you know, but I mean, okay, so let's talk about dash kits and where to find them real quick. So there's Best Kits, uh-huh. which is pack-audio.com. Yeah. There's Metra, which is metraonline.com. Correct. There's Skosh, which is skosh.com. You have um, Connects 2. Connects 2, uh-huh. which is a UK. Yep. You have um, Spiral Audio. Correct. You have. Uh, what is it? Uh, custom custom car audio parts, which makes a handful of uh, they just buy random kits off of like Aldi, mm-hmm. uh, which is Alibaba, <laughs> and sell yeah. them for an extreme amount of money. But they get a lot of these kits first. Yeah, um, you have Sonic Electronics. Yes, which makes a lot of the Japanese kits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there you almost has to search all these kits. Yeah. And then there's a handful of companies out there that are just random that Makes, make like two yeah. or three kits that we just buy. Correct. You know, to have. And then at some point, like Metro or somebody like that will come along and make the kit. Like we were buying the Jeep kit from the, the Car Audio Parts, I think is what so it's called. Just for example, like the guy yesterday. Custom they, install parts. Exactly. Yeah, custom install the, parts. the guy yesterday is like, oh, I'm looking to put a double D in my car, but I can't. And what do you say? You know, Metra makes. Yeah, Metra makes Met- the kit. Dash, and he's like, really? What? Well, yeah, but there again, I mean, well, okay, so back that train up. Earlier in the day, we had a customer come in with a car. Uh, we didn't want to sell him the dash kit. Like, we didn't stock that dash kit that mm-hmm. he wanted because we know that dash kit has problems. Uh-huh. So he was like, screw it. I'm going to go down the street. I want a radio in my car. They put it in. He's been back to that place now five times uh-huh. with problems with the dash kit. Correct. 
So he's back at us going, hey, man, I don't want to deal with them anymore. And we're sitting there looking at him going, we told you this. Yeah. So who, you know, so we lost out on a sale, a big sale, because uh-huh. he ended up getting a radio, new speakers, amplifier. Granted, we have to reinstall it all because it's all crap. But we lost out on a sale because we didn't sell that dash kit. So it was that, I mean, I feel like that was the right move. There's certain dash kits I just refuse, these, these turbo kits I yeah. refuse to sell because... I know they're going to cause us issues. Uh-huh. I don't want problems. I yeah. don't want problems I have no control no, of. No, and you, you're trying to give them the customer the best as you can, but if you know that the dash kit is causing problems, you tell the customer, okay, you know what? This dash kit is doing something that's not going to, I don't know. So then all this basically comes back to the argument of why replace the radio in the first place. I mean, if, if the dash kit sucks... Uh-huh. And the software for the dash kit sucks. Mm-hmm. Why replace it in the first place? Well, because some people, they don't want to replace the radio. Yes. Some people is like, I have this crappy Toyota radio that I know sounds horrible. Uh, but I want to keep it. I'm going to keep it. You know? So what do we do for them? Uh, the black boxes. The magic black boxes. Magic black boxes. Exactly. Magic black DSP boxes. Yes. You know, like, I think but, it's the future right now. Uh, it is the future for sure, but, I mean, not every car we can do a great magic black box. We can do them in a lot of cars, and uh-huh. in some cars it's getting, you know, we, we, you know, like Nav TV just introduced a new most uh, 150 product that's uh-huh. going to allow you to do Volkswagen, Audis, and some Porsches. Uh-huh. And the cool thing about it is they also have a programmer. So if those cars don't have the premium sound systems, you can go and program the car to think it has a premium sound system. So, you know, and the new GM 50 that PAC is coming out with, most 50 product, uh-huh. product and also Nav TV has one of those out now too, those will work in cars that have premium sound systems and don't have premium sound systems as long as they have the radio that works on that most 50 bus. So if it has an 8-inch touchscreen in it, even though it doesn't have a premium sound system, it still we can still add in one of the amp pros. So there you go. So that's what I'm saying. Like Those companies make effort to, to put Yeah, but those are the, the same DSP. companies that are making the crappy dash kits in some cases. Not saying Pac makes crappy dash kits. Well, all the kits we carry, oh, yeah. we have the most success with those. Yeah. And we've shown that in the show before. But that's, we've, that's, that's we've my point. Customers come in with these kits, and it's like, this kit sucks. Go grab the pack kit. Put it in. Like exactly. It but that's my point. Like, they put a lot of effort into that. So what you're saying is, if you're going to put the effort into it, do it right. Yeah. If you're not, just don't make it. Because maybe those kind of manufacturers, like, you know what? We not sell a lot of those. You not sell because it looks like crap and it fits like crap. So if, you, if it doesn't fit, you're not going to sell it. Because us... As a dealer, um, we install it, and then if it fits like really, really bad, we're not gonna use it anymore. Well, no, and then we have to spend the time to make it look better. Exactly. So now we lose money, and then we're not gonna sell that dash kit again. So put a little bit more effort into it. I'm thinking. Okay. I'm I mean, guessing it costs enough. money. I don't think we accomplished anything by this conversation other than we've decided that some manufacturers make crappy dash kits um, and that, you know, 
we wish they would put more effort into it, yeah. making dash kits that don't suck. But I, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think at the end of the day... You if, think everything is going to be the same? Always. Well, I think if you're going to be first to market on anything, you're always going to be... If you don't... You know, like the conversation I was having with one of the engineers today. Uh-huh. He's like, you know, these are the problems we're having with this product we're trying to develop is that uh-huh. we don't know... We don't know how far we should go. Right. Like, do we go off the deep end or do we keep it to where it's reasonable? You know, but at the end of the day, I said, well, why don't you do this? And he goes, because we all want the product that you just plug in and it works. So if we can't do that, what are we doing? Because uh-huh. he actually cares. To him, you know, this is his baby. When he sits down to design a product to, to put in a car uh, to solve our headaches, yeah. he wants to make sure that it's going to do what it's supposed to do. Yes. And there again, it doesn't always. And, and you know, like some of the products, you're on uh, software update, you know, 82, because they keep running into problems, but they keep fixing them. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what's going to happen when you make a product that has to fit in several different vehicles. Yeah. And you can't test every single one. You're going to run into headaches every now and then. Yeah. But dash kits, you shouldn't. It only fits the one car. It should fit and finish should be perfect. I don't think they're building these things. I think they're buying these things and put them in a bag and going, here you go. I think it's like, you know, go to like a flea market and then just pick whatever you have and that's it. Let's go. Let's resell it. I don't know. So let's go and answer some questions. Okay. What do you got for me? All right. I have this. Um, he's like, help. I just installed a DDX9903S. And my screen doesn't let me swipe the touch. Those doesn't work. So what do you think it is? So my screen doesn't let me swipe the touch. Doesn't work. Swiping doesn't. Oh wow, that's a. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, a 9903 is is a two-year-old, two-year-old radio. Yeah, two-year-old yeah. radio. Um. You know. T- It's on them. Okay. We have very few touchscreens go bad. Yeah. Like very few. <laughs> um, most touchscreens, the, they attach with a ribbon cable. If there is ever a problem, it's usually in the ribbon cable. Um, but I, we've never had a 9903 ever bad. But the nice thing about a 9903 is it's an mm-hmm. Exelon, which means it has a two-year warranty. So as long as you have a receipt for it, Kenwood yeah. will fix it for two years. So even though no one likes taking the radios out of the dash and send them in for repairs, mm-hmm. that's the great thing about an Exelon is that you have two years to deal with it. So yes. my answer to that would be send it in and get it repaired. Now, if the touchscreen, if you can't even get to touchscreen calibration, which it has, if you can't even get to that, then that. definitely send it in. If you can get Correct. to it, then try doing touchscreen calibration. But yeah, hmm. all right. All right, so I have another one. Hey guys. Uh, my brother have a Nissan Murano 2007. There's another great dash kit. <laughs> exactly. That You know, but to be credit, that dash kit works and fits yeah, it's good. great. That's yeah. a really nice dash kit yeah. that they made. Yeah. It's expensive, but... But it's good. They did a nice job on that dash kit. That's all a right. metric kit, by the way. That's Correct. It's a really, really yes. nice kit. Car's not all that fun, but the dash kit's nice. And they match. It matches the, the, the factory one. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Really nice. All right. Uh, 2007 Nissan Murano. Going to install a simple Bluetooth kit that you guys review. But I can see to find a correct antenna adapter. 
Best kids give me like a six different options and I can see to narrow it down. Can you guys help me? No. And, and because we're looking at the same information that you're looking at, when we sell a radio, we always, you know, Paul goes on the computer mm -hmm. and he sees that it requires an intent adapter. So he sells the intent adapter or he adds the intent adapter into the quote. A lot of times it just gets added into the quote. Because yeah. most of the time people don't pay until they're done anyways. So he'll hand us the intent adapters. If we don't need them, we leave them on the bench so that he we have a spot on our bench where he just picks up stuff uh, that we don't need in, in the install we're doing. Sometimes with Nissans, you need intent adapters. Other times you don't. Yes. You know, I just always tell people, you know, like for us. Guy comes in, wants to do this, we sell him the intent adapter. Yes. We tell him straight up, listen, if you don't need the intent adapter, bring it back, we'll give you a refund on the intent adapter. Correct. Things like that, you should be able to get a refund on. Yeah. Um, you know, if you put amps and speakers and all that other silly stuff, that's a whole nother headache that I'm not gonna go down. But, you know, if I sell you a harness and that's the wrong harness, that was my bad. I'm Correct. Gonna, I'm gonna take it back. Yeah. But. That's what I would do. I would just go to a stereo shop that, you know, in your neighborhood or pull the radio out. I mean, if you're going to have to take the dash apart anyways, just pull it apart and look. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, that's what we do. Correct. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm looking to get a head unit that's compatible with CarPlay. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And... Under the seat subwoofer. <laughs> That's going to okay. be crazy. With built-in amplifier. This is a 2010 Nissan Sentra. 2010 Nissan Sentra. Well, like, under the seat, uh, subwoofers, amplifiers, like... They suck? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, well, I take it back. I think one customer that we have, he was really happy with that. Which guy? With the uh, kicker, the kicker, um, the highway. Remember, I that was a Nissan too. Oh, that was a Toyota, I think. Okay. We put it under the seat, and he said, "Oh, that's perfect." You know, he jiggled it my old, butt, and it so it's it, good. It, 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 yeah. It was an older guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He was an older guy. Well, we also did that. Um, remember that kid that had the uh, pickup truck? Um, the Avalanche? Well, he did two. And he did two. Two in yeah. each, each one yeah, I was, inside. I was honestly surprised how, how good that Well, he returned. Sounded. He returned because he blew it. Well, of course he blew him. Yeah, he blew him. I so mean, he's like, that's, okay, that's, that's, I still have warranty so I can send it back. And, and yeah. I'm yeah. Like, All right. But. but oh, okay. Also, uh, Pioneer makes one, right? Pioneer makes a couple. Yeah. Um, Alpine makes one. Pioneer makes one. Um... Kicker makes one. Rockford makes one. Everybody makes one. Yeah. It, uh, I have yet to hear one that I go, oh, I want that. Yes. Um, Pac makes a dash kit for that car. It's the BK NDK 725 that allow you to fit a doubled in in that dash. So if you're looking to do CarPlay, CarPlay is nice because CarPlay, you can use the, the smaller screen, the 6.0. You know, six and a half inch screen or six yeah. two five or whatever. So, right now, the most cost effective CarPlay is probably going to be like the Pioneer um, uh, AVH 
1300 NEX mm-hmm. or the Sony AV, what is it, AVX, AX100, something like that. Mm-hmm. Either one of those, well, the nice thing about, well, the Sony probably more because it'll do Android Auto. So I would yeah. probably just stick for the Pioneer. That'll allow you to do CarPlay. That's probably going to be the cheapest CarPlay radio right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to have a CD player. If you want to go 7-inch, then you could look at the MVH2300. That doesn't have a DVD player, but it'll at least get you into CarPlay, bigger screen. So one of those two radios would be the way to go. Yep. All right. Let me see. Um, I have a 2007-2011 Honda CRV. I have an issues with the location. So it's a 2011 CRV. Yes. Okay. Uh, and he wanted to install an amplifier. Okay. But it's really hard. Yeah. And I remember those is like. Those are the. The seats on the side. No, no, fold? that's the that's the CRV is the little SUV. Uh-huh. Um, that has normal. It looks like this this Toyota Rav4 yeah. that we have sitting right here. Oh, so it's not like the other no, one that just folds the, to the side. Yeah, that's the what is that? That's the not the pilot, but the. Um, yeah. Okay. No, it yeah. doesn't have that. All right. But either way, it's a Honda, so it's going to have, you know, okay. We do a lot of amps underneath the seats. Yes. How we do that is we go with smaller footprint amplifiers. If you get a bigger footprint amplifier, yeah, you're always going to run into problems. Um, I know Sue had, we've had two CRVs. We've owned two CRVs. Yeah. In the back of the CRV where the spare tire goes, I've put, her amplifiers in the spare tire. Um, mm-hmm. In the back, there's a there's a cooler area too underneath the table. I've put amps there before, um, but yeah, I mean, really, okay. This is the problem that this is a this is a problem we run into all the time. A guy will come in, he'll have bought his equipment, and he'll be like, "I want to put this in my car." And mm-hmm. we just look at him, we're like, "This is all the wrong equipment for this car." Mm-hmm. You know. Look at your car. Figure out what you want to do. Talk to somebody that's in this business and be like, I want to put like subs here and I want this amp. What should I be looking at and where should it go? So like if I, you know, like for example, like if we get a guy with a Jeep uh, Wrangler and he's like, you know, I don't want to take up any room. I'm not going to put my doors on my car. I want a sub. I'm like, well, first off, your sub's probably going to get stolen. I don't care. You know, we'll sell them the small prb amplifier from, mm-hmm. or we'll sell them the new t-series amplifier correct it's small and we can hide up in the dash mm-hmm. you know those same things are true like on a cheaper side kicker makes the uh the key the c well oh, no, no the, sorry yeah slow down <laughs> it's not for itself the, the cd the cx and the dx yes uh 600 and 500 mm-hmm. and those are small those are yeah. really really small and shallow so and then if you need like a five channel, hell, the the Kenwood Exelon 801.5 is is five channel. It's tiny. Well, we put a um, actually all the 300. Well, oh, yeah, 300, 300 is, is on the passenger side yeah. on a Jeep. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So yeah. like Kenwood makes really small amplifiers and really thin amplifiers because the mm-hmm. the whole Exelon line is made to be compact. Yeah. So. I mean, that's the thing. When when you're designing a system, you just have to kind of figure out, okay, what room do I have, and mm-hmm. where where am I going to put this stuff? Well, the people don't think and don't show up with a thousand watt amp the size of a, a you know a, a loaf of a skateboard, bread, a skateboard, or you <laughs> yeah. know like that, that's sh- what they think. You know, yeah. I have a I don't know two thousand watts. They, it's only like literally like a, a thousand watts or probably five hundred watts, and they think they can put it in anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
No. So, you know, and, and it's funny because even us in the business, Paul will do that to us. Oh, yeah. And we'll be like, dude. Uh, where am I going to fit this? Or will come yeah. over and go, hey, Oh, it's not going to fit under the, Z? The customer's got this equipment. <laughs> I'll just look at him and go, good for the customer. Let's yeah. go talk to him about buying new equipment because we it's can't no way. fit this in this car unless we're just going to make a floor mat out of it. Exactly. And they had their row seat. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, I didn't <laughs> even see that. How did you not see the third row seat? <laughs> All right. Uh, last question. Okay. I have a... Uh, I have a question, he say. Well, I have an RP5 GM11 and a Kenwood DDX375 BT. Okay. And my Tahoe is a 2005. Every time that I start my truck, I need to push the on start button in order to listen music. Otherwise, it doesn't play. <laughs> Can you help me? Uh... So if it's an RP5 GM11, RP5s are full package pack modules, meaning they pack makes three different series of RPs. So they make a five, a four, and a three, and then they make C2Rs, and then they make LCs. LCs are going to be the cheapest and do the least amount of stuff, and then the RCs are going to, or the CRs are going to do a little bit more. The three is just a better version of an RC. And then you have the four, which adds in steering wheel controls and like uh, basic amplifier integration. And the five does everything. Every feature you could possibly imagine is built into a five. Mm -hmm. The five also allows OnStar control. OnStar control is done through a brown looped wire on the brain. There's, there's a loop. And what happens is that is the mute control wire. So there's two ways or three ways you can hook it up. So if your radio that you buy doesn't have a, a, a mute interface, if you leave the wire connected, meaning don't cut the loop, every time you hit OnStar, it's gonna cut the accessory power to the aftermarket radio so that you can hear OnStar. Now, if you cut the loop, okay, it's not, and you press OnStar, it's not going to do anything. You'll actually hear OnStar and the radio both broadcast yeah. into the speaker. If your car has a mute or your aftermarket radio has a mute wire and you hook up the brown to the mute wire and you hit the OnStar button, it's going to mute the radio and play OnStar, but your radio won't shut off. It sounds to me like he might have a bad like OnStar button mm -hmm. that's maybe getting stuck and they hooked up the mute wire. Huh? So he's having to cancel OnStar when he starts the car, which so allows him to play. get... So it sounds like that brown wire just needs to be disconnected from the radio altogether. Leave it cut <clears throat> so that the radio doesn't shut off, mm -hmm. but and or just unplug the OnStar module. I mean, we were talking today. I think I was telling you I was talking with the engineer. Yeah. And all the new harnesses that they're coming out with because all those products are going to get replaced later this year with new versions of. They're going to be like, hmm. called like Pros or something like that. Okay. But what they're doing is they're adding in new features to get around problems like this with OnStar. So he probably doesn't want me to talk about them, so I won't get no. into what they're doing. Yes. But it, it's like, oh, that's going to be awesome. But this is one of the things, and this is, okay, so we ran into this problem also when we were doing the, the Flex. Because yes. GM has OnStar, Ford has Sync. Yeah. And the way that metric kit was designed is if you hit... Any, like, if you hit push to talk or answer the phone, end the phone, it shut the radio off. 
they didn't even offer a solution. <laughs> so, like, if you start up the car and hit, like, push to talk, your radio shut off for 10 seconds. There's nothing you could do. You know, they were like, oh, sorry, man. They don't even offer the brown loop option that it's pack just, that. It so, is, it is what it is. I'm thinking he's wow. having a problem with his OnStar. If he needs to keep the OnStar, fine, but if he doesn't need to con keep the OnStar, I would just Disconnect unplug it. the OnStar yeah. module altogether. Mm -hmm. It's not needed for the car to work. Um, if you need the OnStar to work, then just cut the brown wire from the mute on the radio and see what that does yeah. for you. Alright guys, this has been another episode of Car Audio Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. We're going to head on out. We'll talk to you guys later on. You guys have a great night, weekend, weekday. Thanks for watching, of course. Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah, that. All right, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.